Hi, and welcome to another episode of Lead Like You Give a Damn, where I speak with leaders and leadership experts who have cracked the code on leading with authenticity, purpose, and effectiveness. Before we start, let me ask if you have seen our one-page strategic growth plan to go from chaos and heroics to repeatable, scalable growth. Go to davidmckeown.com forward slash plan to access this super simple four-step system to achieve your strategic growth goals with ease without sacrificing profit, quality, or employee morale. Now on with today's show. I'm your host, Dave McKeown, and my guest today is Dr. Rashad. Shanna Novellis. Dr. Novellis is the founder and CEO of Enricher, a financial platform that connects female entrepreneurs with lenders who want to earn a return on their investment while fueling the growth of women-led businesses. She has served on the Commission on Women for the City of Atlanta. She has been honored as one of the women who means business by the Atlanta Business Chronicle, one of the 40 under 40 by Georgia Trend, one of the top 25 disruptors and innovators in tech, and one of the 27 black founders and investors to watch in 20. 2019 by Pitchbook. Listen as we talk about the importance of sharing strategic discussions with your team, the characteristics of a successful entrepreneur, and her latest campaign to help small businesses in the wake of COVID. As always, make sure you're subscribed to get notified of each episode as it comes out. Let me know if you have any questions or comments, and as always, enjoy the show. Hey, Dr. Novellis, thanks so much for being here with me today. How are you? I am excited. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> yeah, excited to talk with you. You have just such an incredible background, Rashana. I'm just so interested in your journey to launch Enrich Her. What led you to that? Well, I've always been an advocate for economic power for women. Mm-hmm. My mother told me that this was important at a very young age, and it stuck with me throughout my life. So when I decided to leave corporate corporate America and start something on my own, I knew it had to be helping others with finance Mm. so that others could, you know, live the life of their dreams. That's fantastic. And what was that transition from corporate America to starting out on your own? Like, because it's quite a shift. It was so much more challenging than I expected. I'd read all these books and they said, oh, have, you know, two years of savings and, you know, know how you're going to make money as soon as you transition. And I feel like I checked off everything from all the books and then everything's changed as soon as I quit. So it's definitely <laughs> like a rude awakening to finally have to do everything on my own and understand like, hey, me getting paid is 100% my responsibility. But it was fantastic. The amount of like personal growth, you know, what I can do uh, now is phenomenal. So I'm so happy that I decided to make that decision. That's great. Was it something that you'd been thinking about for a while or did you just make a jump and kind of see what happens? Like what was the process for you making that shift? Well, I never thought that I would work in corporate America long. Mm -hmm. I just thought it was interesting. And my family actually really encouraged me to start go out on my own. They're like, my mother, especially daughter, you're a CEO. Like, when are you going to start something? And I'm like, okay, maybe now. And I did it and never looked back. Fantastic. So tell us a little bit about Enricher. What do you focus on? Enricher came out of the need for solutions based on the, the gap in access to capital for companies led by women, people of color, and other diverse communities. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to build a platform that would make it easy for business owners to apply for funding, meet people in a community, and get resources that they need mm-hmm. so that they be in charge of their own footprint. A lot of 
of people, when they start a business, they have no idea how you manage the money, how do you meet other business owners, how you get the capital. And I wanted to build a solution that does just that. So since we uh, launched, we have helped companies with over $14 million. We've built a community of over 98,000 uh, small business owners. And my goal is to provide financing for over 100,000 small businesses through Enricher. Mm. And what were some of the challenges that you faced in those early stages of getting that off the, the ground? One challenge is that it's a really big scope that I set out <laughs> to accomplish. And I started with just me. It's like, how do I do all of this? <laughs> what do you do first? So really going through that process of convincing people that my big vision was possible, getting that money, attracting that initial team, everything was different than I had ever experienced before. And so it's, we're still a work in progress. We're still, we still don't have all the funding we need uh, as a company, but we're a lot further along than we were, of course, when I just had the idea in my mind. Right. The thing that was interesting to me is that you're set up as a B Corp, which is not that common these days. What was it that led you down that route? Well, I'm all about being a positive force in the world. I mm. always have been. And so a lot of times when people think about finance, they're leery of a company because they assume that they're going to be a predator or, you know, just not have their best interests in mind. And I wanted to make sure that people said, no, like, hey, Enricher not only is here as a for-profit business, but we're here to be, you know, a positive influence on the world. It was really important to me to get that designation so mm. that world would know like where we stand in this, you know, economic landscape. For some folks who are listening in, they might not be familiar with a B Corp. What are some of the regulations that you have to adhere to, or what's the certification? What is it that sets you apart with that social impact? They look at a lot. They look at, you know, employee wage equality, what kind of impact do you have on your environment? Mm. Uh, what kind of benefits do you have? Is there a, you know, wage gap or any gaps and benefits within your company. Mm. They also look at who are you impacting? Are you making a positive impact in, you know, diversity and building communities? There are so many qualifications. It took us a year and a half <laughs> uh, to even go through that certification process, but they really look at all the different ways that a company could be a positive impact in society and you're graded on a point scale. <laughs> Most companies that apply don't pass initially, <laughs> but because our whole mission is to be a positive impact, we had a really high score right off the bat because this is what we do. That's fantastic. I didn't realize that most companies don't pass the first time around. So well done on making that happen. Um, so tell me a little bit about the type of business owners that you work with and what are you looking for in terms of the business and also in terms of the leader themselves? We look at businesses that typically have been in operation for at least two years and mm. the leader of that business has to have that grit, that ability to kind of withstand the test of time. And these last few years have really tested a lot of business owners. We look for companies 
businesses and leaders who care about, you know, their cash flow and how to manage money, because we firmly believe that if this is a skill that the business owner has, then they will be successful. It's got to be tough, particularly when you're serving an underserved market to then have to turn folks away that don't hit that criteria, right? Do you ever feel that that's just a bit, you know, it's frustrating for you? It is frustrating, but until we have enough capital solutions that will enable anyone to get capital. We have to put our foot in the sand somewhere. So every company that we are able to help is not only amazing, but the money they repay us gets to cycle back into another company. So we are a business as well that is growing and we have to show people that there are a lot of amazing, high qualified, you know, diverse led businesses who know how to manage money so that more money will be available. So we decided to start here and there are so many businesses in that category. Our problem is not really finding businesses that we can help. Our mm. problem more so is the available capital to these kinds of businesses still poses a challenge for us. And that's why we have this initiative going on now, Ownership Reimagined, to really unlock additional capital for these companies. And have you found over the last two years that the pool of capital has shrunk or grown or stayed about the same? The pool of capital ebbs and flows. So there are a lot of initiatives over the last couple of years to support Black-owned businesses specifically, mm. but most of those initiatives have stalled, right. um, and they've now gone to like diversity and inclusion initiatives. Right. So a lot of traditional financial institutions and fintechs have actually shrunk their lending business because right. a lot of industries just really didn't do well during the pandemic. Even though those were or less options there, you know, the government has a lot more options, so it it really ebbed and flowed. Over right. The- years. And as a business owner, you have to keep on top of the options that are available for you so that you can make those decisions that are best for you. Yeah. So you mentioned a new initiative that you've just launched or launched recently. Can you share more about that? Yes. Enricher has an initiative called Ownership Reimagined, which is highlighting the amazing companies that are out there that need capital for their businesses. Enricher attracts demand over $15 million a month in capital requests from small business owners, yet we're not able to fulfill that because of we also need capital to deploy. Mm-hmm. So the goal for the this campaign is to raise additional capital from capital providers in exchange for return on investment so that we can fund more amazing companies. That's fantastic. And are you looking for a particular type of company to engage with you on on that investment? Well, we are open. So all the way from institutions who have millions and millions of dollars to the everyday person who has some capital that they would love to deploy to a cause like this. So we have options no matter where the size of that check is to work with us on this initiative. Fantastic. And as we get towards the end of the interview, I'll I'll, uh, ask you where folks can find out more about that. We'll make sure to include it in the show notes. I'd like to just change tack a little bit and maybe just talk about leadership and your approach to leadership in, in general. How has your own role changed over the last number of years as you've continued to build the business? I used to think as a CEO of a company that I had to 
keep everything to myself in terms of those strategic high level decisions. Mm. I've learned over the years that it's better if your team also is involved in that process. And of course, it depends on, you know, their level of understanding and and strategic ability, but it's really helped me soar Mm. by working with other people in a deeper way to grow my enterprise. I definitely consider myself like a consensus kind of person, Mm. but it's really easy for me to make decisions. So I love that brainstorming process. The decision is this, okay, let's move on. And it's like, I love being around, you know, smart people who have valid, you know, insight and are okay if we go a different way than there. Right. <laughs> and they suggested. So it really took me a while to, to get there and to really understand that this is the best way for me to do things. And what do you think it was that led you on that particular journey? Was there a moment or a decision that happened? Just share with me some of your thoughts throughout that journey. Funny that you asked because we're actually in Techstars in 2019. And we were doing a workshop where the team members had to discuss some of like the critical challenges that we overcame over Mm. the last year and they didn't know any of them. Right. And they're like, how do they not know all these amazing (laughs) things that happened? You should let people know. And it was really difficult for me. At first, you know, they were feeling left out and like they weren't trusted and all of that. And you don't want your team members to feel that way. And so I was kind of forced on me at the beginning, mm. but I'm really grateful that it was. Sometimes that's what it takes, right? It's it's some event where there's just a mirror that's held up to okay. our challenges and, and that can be tough at first, right? But ultimately getting through it is a good thing. So what's next for you? And as an organization, where do you see the future? The future is scaling to being able to deploy about 100 million a year to these businesses and also offering additional um, products and services that will help this community thrive. Our whole goal is really to help these businesses grow and whatever we can do in that space is part of our strategy. Do you think that your role will change as a result of that as you continue to grow as you look at your own growth and development, where does that go towards in the future? I've been thinking a lot about that actually, and I'm open. So I'm open to seeing what's best for me, what's best for the company and and my role. And we'll see. It's exciting. Always good to approach those things with an open mind and and know that you've got to continue and and grow. I just want to touch a little bit on the notion of what it takes to be an entrepreneur. Now you've had the experience of starting your own business and you clearly work with very highly entrepreneurial people. Sometimes I feel like we're sold this dream or this vision that everybody's got what it takes to get out there and start something on your own. What have you noticed out there? Is that true? (laughs) You know, that's not true. Hardly anyone has it. And that's totally fine. And I think about my employees often because to decide to work for an entrepreneur is also a very risky decision where you work for like a huge corporate, right? And so it really takes the ability to like execute, move forward quickly, even if things don't go your way, manage a whole bunch of different things. So before I was either in technology or project management, but it's like, okay, that and finance and marketing and sales. And, you know, you have to do all the admin 
elements on the back side. I was like, okay, this is a lot. So it's really that ability to kind of juggle the glass and rubber balls with the smile on your face. Because mm. as an entrepreneur, like people work with you because they like you. So you still mm. have to figure out how to be likable. Otherwise, everybody will leave. So it's all of those like interpersonal skills as well. And if you're listening to this and all of that sounds too much for you, maybe being an entrepreneur is not, you know, the best for you. <laughs> It is interesting though, because I think culturally we, you know, we've got to this point where we've glamorized the hustle and, and if you're not, you know, putting in 80 hours a week on the thing that you love the most, you're somehow not finding purpose. And I just think that's not true and that we've got to give our leaders the ability to realize that you can be really effective in a, in a role in an organization supporting somebody else's vision or dream. And I think you just spelled that out that really nicely for you. Anything else that you'd like to cover off just in that we've got a couple of minutes left. Roshana, and before I bring it to the close, just want to make sure we've covered everything you've covered. I just wanted to circle back about the importance of putting your capital where your heart is. And that's why we have this ownership reimagined initiative on our platform is for the funder community. Okay. So most of the work that we do is supporting businesses, but if you have capital, we also have options for you to support those businesses directly through our FinTech platform. So I just really wanted to make sure the listeners understood that. Okay. Well, let's, let's circle back to that then. Okay. Just as we're coming to wrap up here, uh, Dr. Novalis, just love to psych- circle back to the new initiative that you've got and just hear a little bit more about your excitement of it and, and where you're hoping it, it's going to go for you. We are really excited to offer services for the funder community to support small business owners. A lot of funders say they would support more businesses, but they don't know how. Well, mm. So a solution directly on our platform that allows you access to a suite of um, financial products that go directly to supporting these uh, small business owners. So I encourage you to check those out um, at enricher.com slash learn. That's fantastic. Anywhere else folks can go to learn more about you and the fantastic work that you do? Enricher can be found at iEnricher on all social media platforms. And you can find me on LinkedIn at Roshana. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for being here and sharing your thoughts and your perspective. Really appreciate it and hope you have a great day. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Lead Like You Give a Damn. If you enjoyed the show, please tell a friend, subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about me, the show, or the work that I do, you can go to davemckeown.com and I'll see you next time. Thank you.